broadcasting across the Golden State. This is Inside California Politics. Thanks for joining us for Inside California Politics. I'm Frank Buckley in Los Angeles. And I'm Nikki Lorenzo in Sacramento. President Trump continues to face criticism in the aftermath of a deadly riot on Capitol Hill. The insurrection is also prompting several defections from the Trump administration, including Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao at the cabinet level. Some Republicans in Congress are also being criticized. Joining us now on Inside California Politics is Republican Congressman Tom McClintock. Congressman McClintock, good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. So first and foremost, were you in the Capitol when this riot broke out and your reaction to it? Yes, I was in the House chamber uh, and I've never seen anything like it. Um, uh, security came in, uh, pulled out the, um, uh, the leadership, uh, they locked the doors. Uh, you could then start to see flashes uh, through the frosted glass of the main uh, uh, entry to the House chamber. Uh, we were instructed to put on gas masks because uh, tear gas had been deployed in the rotunda, which is just a few steps away from the, the chamber. Uh, ultimately, we were evacuated uh, through a back corridor uh, to the uh, House office complex. It was there. Uh, I saw one of our uh, Capitol Police officers uh, wounded in the eye uh, being evacuated. Since these events have unfolded, there has been a lot of criticism for the president, for those on your side of the aisle and, of course, the Democratic side. Do you think the president bears any responsibility for what took place? I think he used appallingly bad judgment uh, and was, um, uh, you know, certainly uh, contributed uh, to what happened uh, by trying to convince supporters that uh, uh, Congress uh, can uh, pick and choose what electoral votes it wants to, um, to count. Uh, if that were the case, there'd be no point to an electoral college. Uh, Congress would simply elect the president. So he was very much wrong in what he said, and his judgment was extremely poor, uh, given the, um, the, the high passions uh, that uh, are running right now. So are articles of impeachment necessary, as well as invoking the 25th Amendment, which has been called for as well? No, I, I think we have done more than enough dividing our country and, and torturing and abusing our Constitution without continuing further down that path. Uh, first of all, the 25th Amendment uh, was, was written specifically to address the physical incapacity of a president. Uh, it's not there uh, for bad conduct. Uh, and the uh, power of impeachment uh, is reserved to high crimes and misdemeanors. The president used extraordinarily bad judgment, intemperate language. I could go on and on about that. Uh, but he did not commit a crime, and he uh, certainly not a high crime uh, involving the Constitution. SACME this week came out with a pretty scathing editorial naming you and other Republicans here in California, uh, saying, calling you treasonous and saying that you should be held accountable for your seditious behavior. You know, you've been a supporter of pre the president's policies in the past. Some have said, you know, Republicans have enabled him to get to this point. What do you say to that? Well, I, I think the uh, extreme language in the Sacramento Bee says a great deal about the radicalism that's uh, uh, creeped into its uh, editorial uh, board over the last decade or so. Uh, I don't think it's treasonous to appeal to the Supreme Court to resolve a dispute. That's what Article 3 of the Constitution is all about. Uh, I stood by my constitutional duty very seriously, though, 
uh, in insisting that Congress count all of the votes and not just uh, uh, those that it particularly liked or disliked. Is Joe Biden a legitimate president in your opinion? Yes, the, uh, the, the vote has been counted. He has been announced the winner. Uh, and yes, under our constitution, that process, which has served us well since the um, election of George Washington, uh, will uh, uh, culminate with uh, Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th. I intend to be there. That was going to be my qu follow-up question. You will be there. The president has said he will not. There has also been some talk this week from the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling on the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark, General Mark Milley, to uh, take away the nuclear codes. Do you think that that language, that that request is warranted? Absolutely not. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, every member of the military uh, takes the, uh, this, the oath uh, to uh, uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States. None of them is going to uh, follow an unconstitutional order, and I sincerely doubt that the president would ever issue one. That, that's basically what she's trying to do is imply that the president's out of his mind. And I, I will admit he used extraordinarily bad judgment, and I'm very angry about that. Uh, but um, uh, it doesn't rise to a level uh, that you know, would justify impeachment uh, or breaking down the, um, uh, the, the, the constitutional chain of command that exists uh, in our military. Republican Congressman Tom McClintock, we thank you for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Next on Inside California Politics, Democrats and some Republicans want President Trump gone. How California Congressman Eric Swalwell is reacting to the chaos at the Capitol. Among those calling for President Trump to be removed from office is Bay Area Congressman Eric Swalwell. Representative Swalwell joins us now on Inside California Politics. Representative Swalwell, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me on. Of course. Before we get to President Trump, can I ask you about the insurrection and what you personally experienced that day as you had to flee the floor of the House of Representatives? I was on the floor and our Capitol uh, was assaulted. It was uh, besieged by terrorists who were incited by the president and his enablers on the Republican side in Congress. I never thought that I would have to leave the floor of the House, you know, a symbol of freedom and democracy and ideals, especially on a day where we were carrying out our duties to have the certification of the Electoral College result. But uh, we did. Uh, fortunately, we came back and, and finished the job. Uh, but it was quite unsettling to see a place uh, that is sacred and, and hallowed ground, uh, you know, be breached and, and penetrated the way that it was. You've called for the immediate removal of President Trump, either through the invoking of the 25th Amendment or through impeachment. Is that realistic with less than two weeks to go before President-elect Biden takes over? It's urgent. Uh, you know, we know that this president is unhinged. Uh, he incited uh, the attack on the Capitol. He has access to the nuclear codes. He may not have access to his Facebook account or his Instagram account, but he does have access to the nuclear codes. We know that the people who attacked the Capitol uh, through social media posts in the last 24 hours have plans to, uh, you know, further storm Washington before the inauguration. So, yes, we have to defend our country, we have to defend life. But we also have to defend our democratic ideals. So the president should be removed uh, if he's not going to resign. If the vice president doesn't have the courage to invoke the 25th Amendment, then we should, in Congress, 
uh, move with impeachment, and I believe it would be bipartisan. The way the mob was able to swarm the Capitol was such a sharp contrast to the way Black Lives Matter protesters were treated in our nation's capital during their demonstrations. In fact, Capitol Police were seen posing for selfies with members of the mob. We've all seen that video of barricades being moved so that members of this mob could move forward into the Capitol. Uh, Van, jo Van Jones on CNN uh, put it this way, you had a band of white traitors escorted in and escorted out by Capitol Police. What if anything can be done about that? We need to understand, you know, if there was anyone uh, that, you know, these terrorists work with, you know, on the inside, whether it was members who were inciting this or their staff. Uh, and of course, I was disturbed too to see uh, any member of the Capitol Police, you know, posing with, uh, you know, these insurrectionists. I also, though, think we need to acknowledge the bravery of those on the front lines for the Capitol Police. You know, I, I, I saw them overtaken. I saw them try to hold the line. I saw them try to protect the Capitol. I saw them on the floor with guns drawn, trying to protect the House of Representatives floor and the members and the staff who were on the floor. So I, I don't want to conflate, you know, the, the few that I did see taking pictures with these folks with the many uh, who acted honorably. Now, certainly the chief should have resigned and he has. Uh, if there were offers to have a National Guard presence at the Capitol that the Capitol Hill chief turned down, that's a disgrace because, as you pointed out, uh, when Black Lives Matter protests occurred, the Capitol was a fortress and it looked nothing like that fortress uh, yesterday. Yeah. Or President, earlier in the week, sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, President Trump uh, w has been weakened, obviously, over the past several weeks from from what happened this week, from court losses, a veto override, uh, uh, the flipping of Georgia to Democrats, and obviously this week's widely condemned insurrection. We've seen Republicans pushing back against the president for the first time in his presidency. What will that mean for you in the years ahead in terms of your ability to work with Republicans who until now may have been living in fear of President Trump? Well, the country wants to heal, the country wants to unite, but the country also wants accountability for those who enabled them. So, you know, to me, you're not a hero if you enabled the president for, you know, almost every day of his presidency, except the last few when insurrection was your red line. However, there are a lot of never Trumper Republicans who knew who this person was long before this insurrection took place. I think those are the ones that we really need to work with, you know, the Lincoln Project crowd, the folks who are principled Republicans. It is heartening to see more Republicans come on board, you know, for removal of this president, including the Wall Street Journal's editorial uh, page. But this new day in America on January 20 with Vice President Biden becoming president is an opportunity for a reset for us to come together to address the COVID crisis and also to make sure no president can ever expose the vulnerabilities in our democracy as Donald Trump has. Eric, we always appreciate your ability to come on this program with us. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And we also spoke to Northern California Congressman John Garamendi. That full interview is online right now. Inside California Politics, we'll be right back. The Trump administration is mired in chaos just days before the end of the president's term. Now America's stance in the world is coming into question. 
Joining us now is former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta. Secretary Panetta, so good to talk to you. Welcome to Inside California Politics. Good to be with you. Your reaction, first and foremost, to seeing that mob rush the Capitol and breach security? Well, you know, I, I've been uh, involved in politics uh, for over 50 years, uh, and never in my life did I expect I would see uh, a violent mob uh, go after the United States Capitol, uh, take it over, uh, and bring our democracy to a stop. Uh, it, uh, it raised a lot of concerns about just how fragile our democracy is uh, and how easily it could be undermined. Not only your former defense secretary, former director of the CIA, you know, just kind of following up on that, what message does that not only send to Americans, our allies, and our adversaries around the world? It sends a terrible message, uh, particularly to our adversaries, uh, a message that, uh, uh, that our democracy is not functioning as it should, uh, that we're weaker than we really are, uh, and that uh, we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable to uh, our adversaries who, whose primary interest is to undermine our democracy to begin with. Uh, and it also sends a bad message to our allies uh, who really look to the United States uh, as, uh, as a leader when it comes to uh, protecting democratic governments uh, in the world and advancing the cause for democracy and for freedom. Uh, and so they're asking the question, you can just see it in their headlines. Uh, they're asking the question about uh, just, just how damaged is American democracy as a result of what happened. Can a new administration repair that reputation? You know, I, I believe it can. Uh, after all, even on Wednesday, uh, we were able not only to restore order, but to get both the House and the Senate uh, to go back to the business of uh, completing the count of the electoral votes and deciding uh, the next president of the United States. Uh, you know, our, our democracy is resilient. Uh, it, it isn't to say that uh, these are not tough challenges and that uh, we're living at a time when, frankly, everywhere you turn, uh, we're confronting crisis of one kind or another. It's going to demand an awful lot of leadership, not just from the president, but leadership from both Democrats and Republicans uh, and a willingness to work together to try to deal with these terrible challenges that we're going to be confronting in 2021. There was some discussion this past week over new articles of impeachment between lawmakers also invoking the 25th Amendment. And then on Friday, Speaker Pelosi announced that she had a call with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley, and wanted to talk about the access, blocking the president's access to the nuclear codes. You have served in different administrations and different roles. Do you think this is, this is a discussion that should be happening? Well, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm very confident that uh, General Milley is uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, and our military leadership uh, will, not, uh, will not do uh, what they believe violates their oath to the Constitution. So I, I'm very 
very confident that they're going to do the right thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that uh, you know we should have uh, sent the kind of message across the world uh, that uh, was involved uh, with uh, that communication. Uh, but I. But I do want to say that I. I really am confident that our military leadership understands the role of the military, understands their oath to the Constitution, uh, and I feel confident that they will do everything necessary to make sure that we protect our national security. We will leave it there. Former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta, thank you so much for your time. Good to be with you. Up next, calls for the president's removal from office are getting stronger. Now some are calling for consequences for Republican lawmakers. Inside the Bullpen is next. We're inside the bullpen this week with Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson and the opinion editor of the Sacramento Bee, Gil Duran. Gil, I want to start with you and the provocative editorial that appeared on your pages this week in the wake of the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The editorial board described a number of California Republicans as, quote, traitors to democracy who engaged in direct attempts to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. The headline read, the coup failed but Republicans must face prosecution for seditious U.S. Capitol attack. You named the Republicans as House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Doug LaMalfa, Tom McClintock, Ken Calvert, and Mike Garcia. Are you actually suggesting that these elected leaders should be prosecuted in a court of law for sedition? I believe it should definitely be explored. I think it's important for the American people to know that uh, attempting to violently overthrow the American government and overthrow democracy is a very serious crime. And there's a long prison sentence at the end of that crime if you could get convicted of it. What we saw this week was the constant lying and disinformation of these uh, congressmen result in people showing up the United States Capitol with bombs and weapons. Five people died, including one police officer. And there's no doubt that if they had more numbers, if they had more judges and more people willing to vote to overturn the election, to destroy American democracy, they would do it. They should not get a chance to do it again. Professor Levinson is talking about a, a, a false narrative of election fraud uh, tantamount to sedition. And have charges of seditious conspiracy ever been brought against elected officials? Could they apply here? Uh, they could apply here. It is extremely, extremely rare. Let's go back to the late 1700s when Representative Matthew Lyon was convicted of seditious acts. So could, is it legally possible? It is legally possible. I don't think it is politically possible here. It's not legally possible just for getting on, I believe, just for going on the floor and saying, essentially peddling a false narrative, saying there was fraud when there wasn't fraud saying there was a vast conspiracy when there was no vast conspiracy. You have to do more. You have to take an extra step, actually by conduct or by language, be inciting the overthrow of an authority or the government. That's what I think President Trump did with this rally, not necessarily what the members of the Senate and Congress did. Editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal and USA Today have called on President Trump to resign. Democrats and others, including Republican Adam Kinziger, say the 25th Amendment should be invoked to remove the president. 
Professor Levinson, even if there was an appetite to do that, could it happen with less than two weeks to go in the Trump presidency? If we truly think that this is a national emergency and that he poses an immediate national security threat, yes, Congress can act very, very quickly. It would be record speed, but the 25th Amendment can be used very quickly. The vice president can join together with a majority of the 16-member cabinet and say he is not able to fulfill the powers and duties of his office, transmit that letter very quickly to the Senate president pro tem and the Speaker of the House, at that point, what's going to slow down the process is this president will say, no, I'm okay. That would then trigger a vote by Congress, by the House and the Senate. That, If that sounds messy and lengthy, that's because it could be. The impeachment process similarly could take a while, but those articles of impeachment, we could write those out quickly during this segment. House can vote very quickly. The Senate, if they want to, I mean, it doesn't defy the laws of physics, but we're getting very close to defying the laws of physics in terms of how quickly this could happen. Gil, let me ask you, this president has already been impeached once and acquitted in the U.S. Senate. Is impeachment realistic? I don't know that it would happen on the timeline, but I think we, on the timeline we have, but I think given where we are in history, it is very important to pursue and to do and to say and to respond to what is happening with all necessary measures. And so I think it's an important symbol to start the impeachment process against Donald Trump, because it's terrifying to think that we don't know what this guy will do in the last remaining weeks of his presidency. He's that unstable and he's that dangerous. And so while I don't know that Trump will be impeached before he's out of office, I do think it's important that the Democrats send a very strong message that this kind of behavior will not be tolerated and will be punished. Gil Duran of the Sacramento Bee and uh, Jessica Levinson of Loyola Law School, thank you both for joining us inside the bullpen. Thank you. Thank you. And right now online, you can find the full interviews from today's show. Thanks for joining us this week for Inside California Politics. We will see you back here next week.